Welcome to the Wealthy Money Property Podcast, your ultimate resource to unlocking your inner property guru and building a property investment portfolio. Now, introducing your host for the show. Hi, property magicians. How are you? Welcome to episode 89 of the Property Magicians Podcast. So if you've just joined us uh, today, my name is Vangile Makwakwa and I am your host for the show. I help women of color heal ancestral money trauma, uh, fall in love with their bank accounts and increase their income. I'm the founder of Wealthy Money and the author of Heart, Mind and Money Using Emotional Intelligence for Financial Success. You can find me on Facebook under Wealthy Money or on Instagram and Twitter under Vangile Makokwa. With me is my incredible co-host. Hi there. Hi. I am Dr. Miranda Prop Doc Mom. I am your co-host of Property Magicians Podcast and I am a property mentor. I help beginners come from curiosity and fear to becoming property investors. So mm-hmm. find me on propdocmom.com. That's my lending website and propdocmom page on Facebook. Dr. Miranda underscore prop doc mom on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us there and find our podcast everywhere. Mm. So welcome. Welcome to episode 89. How are you doing in Cape Town, Ben? Oh, I'm in love with Cape Town. I mean, like, I'm, I know. Not gonna lie, like I'm struggling in general the last few months. Um, I know. General life stuff. It feels like I like the best way to put it to be honest it feels like i'm not catching a break these <laughs> these last few months it just seems like <sighs> i'm just breathing as you know you know yeah. it's been very <laughs> personal stuff it's been just, yeah it feels like everything is just happening and i'm just having to breathe through it so moving to cape town was just something that i did for myself to say in it's the midst break. of this this is my favorite city in the world. Let me come here for two months. And you know what happens when you're like going through really hectic life situations? It's like as things are happening and you're going through the emotional stuff, just being around something that looks beautiful, the food is good, everything is lovely. It takes the sting out of it. So I'm good. I'm <laughs> I good. Like the sting is being taken out of a lot of the things that are happening. I'm just like, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and good. sometimes, and sometimes life comes with the good and the bad all at the same time. It's equal measure for some reason. Um, that is so awesome. But I'm glad you're catching a break. I tell you all the time that Johannesburg is too much, even for Joe Beggars like myself. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, not that I barely survive in Johannesburg, but I am able to withdraw from from Johannesburg while I am in Johannesburg. Maybe also because of the area that I live in, we are closest to nature in the West. We've got we've got botanical gardens and you can just everyone just complains and they're like, oh, no, you live too far. And you're like, yes, I live too far. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then you, you know, and no one is in, I'm not in the traffic of Johannesburg. So it's a oh. very, 
feel it's play. Yeah, it's just yeah. not for me, Shane. Like I have to be honest. Um, I the truth is that I've never been good with big cities. Like I don't like yeah. London. I don't like. Um, I'm sort of okay with New York for a few days, but like all these cities, I've lived in very big cities. I'm not good with them. Like I Thailand, Bangkok, not you good with it. No. To live in Chiang Mai, you know, most people don't even know where Chiang Mai is. So yeah. I don't do well in general in big cities. Even in India, like I prefer Goa versus mm-hmm. Delhi. I lived Thank in you. Delhi for a while. I just you Delhi was intense. I didn't really <laughs> live there for long. <laughs> it was so it's like, yeah, it's it's a difficult thing for me. Like I think. I'm starting to honor and accept myself. Yeah. So, no, yeah. And how are That's you? Don't try. Oh no, I'm good. You know, I'm, 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 you know, there's lots and lots of, of stuff happening. I have found myself finding niches in doctoring mm. that I enjoy. So I've yeah. been doing a lot of doctor work that is absolutely what oh. I like. Building, building health systems is my thing. So really mm. loving it. And at the same time, the property mentorship, totally gratifying. I have got three graduating mentees and they they have, and one mentee that left the mentorship last year, she's buying her third multi-led. It is just incredible. That is amazing. I tell you, it's incredible. When I tell you that when she started and I told her that she could own buildings, she she went and 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 um apparently they were gossiping about it with her husband and her husband said it's impossible but it's fine let's see and now <laughs> so and Saturday, he didn't say impossible will never happen he said impossible yeah. but it's fine let's see let's see and they went and converted their garage into a unit and blah 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 but on monday she sent she sends me this long text to say coach me and mr um we were laughing about how you said in december 2019 that i could i could afford to buy a building they have yeah. bought a double stand. They are going to have two multi-lets on the same stand. Oh my and gosh. their calculations right now is that they are going to cash flow 57,000 instantly repl- giving their husband no who is the property manager. Absolutely. Giving the, 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 the husband um, a salary. That's it. That's it. And they could replace her salary by the end of the year if they buy the next building. That's it. And and she's just, you know, and, and her strategy is very simple. She doesn't go beyond her suburb. She yes. really, really doesn't go beyond her suburb. She is just painstakingly, you know, she tidied up her bank accounts and she's been just wow. going through it very, very slowly. I am so proud of her. The wow. way she was fearful when she came to this mentorship then, it is the... The transformation, because what mm. needs to happen really is your mindset from being just an employee and an afraid mm. property investor. And then you get the mindset of an investor. You're like, okay, yeah. I don't have to buy this. It doesn't cash flow next. And then you yeah. wait, you wait. And then by the time you buy, you are able to buy every second month. You could be sure. offering offers to purchase. Yeah. And these ones that are graduating, they are so funny. They are so funny. 
the text they send at night and they're like, look at this property that I'm buying. You know, this other one is buying this high-end multi-let. She's going to live on the property with six with six cottages. My wow. mentees. My mentees. I am this. I can't wait to have them on the podcast, guys. Oh, my you gosh. I can't them. wait for us to have them on the podcast. <laughs> and this is the thing and when my one of my mentees uh, of my mentors in 2019 told me when your mentees begin doing better than you you know you've succeeded because they really are mm. they really are and like i am just you know i just want to buy myself a nice bottle of wine and crack it glass for myself Oh great. my gosh, please this do is this, is, this is amazing. This is so it beautiful. Is. It is. I hope that they'll be willing to come on the podcast and share oh, no. with me. They will but, help so many people. But what, what happens then? I think in the mentorship, what, what happens is we don't just unlock an investor. The mindset mm -hmm. as well, they, they begin to see how mm. what you learn teaches the next person and the next person so mm. all of them are like yeah sure geez let me just finish this deal yeah sure they they're just very very proud so today guys today <laughs> today this is such a cute little podcast um you have done we have done legacy she's a chemical engineer turned yeah. property investor she is an amazing, passionate uh, person that I I can't wait for you to listen to this podcast. <laughs> oh, yes, guys. We're going it. to have an incredible time listening to the podcast. We're going to let you get started on it. All Without right. further ado, let's head on to the podcast. Let's do that. Hello, Tandega. Nice to have you on the show. Hi, hi, Vangile, how are you? I'm fine, <laughs> thank you. I'm so happy Lisa got you to come on this podcast. I am so thankful and I'm so excited. I am. Hey. Thank you for the invitation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really loved his story on Facebook and, and Lebo Grass put it out there so nicely. We love, 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 love stories that teach other people property magicians how to magically become property magicians so mm -hmm. she's just making me look good hey i feel like she's, she's making me look good please tell us who are you what do you do introduce yourself to our guests to our listeners sorry <laughs> okay um I am Tandega Sibanyoni and I am from Umalanga uh, in a small oh. town called Carolina. Hi, oh. yes. <laughs> you are my neighbor, Moss. Yeah, girl. And I was like, this girl is traveling the world from Chagastad. Is you? Chagastad, this is it. <laughs> Don't be starting. Don't be starting with that Swazi vibe on on the podcast. The two of you, please. Oh I, mean, I was so shocked when I found out you from Chagas that I tell you the truth. Wow. <laughs> I wonder what did you think people from Chagas that or Carolina should I mean, look like? Are you making me look bad? My no, people, people hate me. 
Don't worry, Sissy. <laughs> me and you, we understand each other. People from Tagastat, we don't travel. Tagas Amizo knows. Tagastat oh. is far. It's far, it's far, far. <laughs> it's far. We're deep in the Bundus, guys. Tagastat is not where we talk travel or anything. <laughs> it's Tagastat <laughs> even in South Africa, guys. Yo. It's <laughs> <laughs> It's you know what it is. To be honest, people in Chagastad have more loyalty to the Swati King sometimes than we exactly. are. Yeah, we're less yeah, we're less concerned with things in South Africa. You guys see me, I'm an anomaly out here. You know? <laughs> All right. So you are from Carolina and did you grow up there? What 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 did you do? Did you go study somewhere else? What, who, who is, who is Tande? Okay, Tande is from Carolina and I, mm -hmm. I grew up there. Mm -hmm. uh, my mom is actually from Klazaje and yeah, mm -hmm. yes. But mm -hmm. my father is the one from Carolina. So I grew okay. up with both parents, my mom mm -hmm. and my, my dad. Mm -hmm. My dad used to work um, a bit away from, like far away from home. So he used to come like on Fridays mm -hmm. or month end, such, okay. uh, such time. So basically, mm -hmm. uh, I also have two brothers that are just okay. uh, that are younger than me, so I'm the eldest. And yeah, I'm currently staying with my brother, my brothers, okay. both of them. So yeah, they're still in high school. One of them is doing matric, and then the oh, other wow. one is eleven mm -hmm. years. Wow, they're so quite now, young, hey? Yeah, we we really quite very young. Yeah, so um. Basically, uh, I studied chemical engineering. Okay. So I studied in KZN in Mangosutu University of Technology. Mm -hmm. And I think my money story started actually with my father. Like, my mm -hmm. father is the one who me so much uh, about, I think, about money, but not really like saying I'm teaching you about money. But, you know, um, I think it has always been a journey for me from, from, from a very, very young age. So, basically... Okay. So my mom has never worked in her life. She just works. I don't know if you know the people from CWP. She works there. So the breadwinner has always been my father. Okay. So, uh, but he, unfortunately, he passed away in 2013. So, oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Oh, mm. No, thank yeah. you. So my money story started when uh, my, my parents, basically, they used to live in my grandmother's back rooms. I know Mizola's back rooms. <laughs> Okay. So they used to live in my <laughs> grandmother's bedroom. So we had a kitchen and like a bedroom there. And then mm -hmm. like the house, the four room house was my grandmother's house. So okay. that's where I grew up. Mm -hmm. That's where I grew up. So I remember when my parents um, started looking for a house, even before my brothers were born. So mm -hmm. we started looking for a house. And, you know, you know in, in places like Carolina and Bochagasta, people don't sell houses there. Like it's so difficult for you to get a house. So okay. no, you don't. We don't like because people buy stands and we build. This is how yeah. things are done there. I see. Okay, mm. so and it, it the house moves from one generation to the next and the next. Yes, so that's how it is. Mm. So he happened. To, my mom happened to get um, this other guy. He was working at uh, labor, and he he had an RTP that he bought from someone else. So now, um, he I think he was living, moving to somewhere else. So now he wanted to sell that RTP. 
Not the so, RTT uh, house. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. it was around like 1999, if mm-hmm. I remember properly. So mm-hmm. um, we went there to go and view the place. It was only me and my mom because my father works um, away from home. So we went mm-hmm. there and we view the place and we like it's just a simple rtp like there was nothing done except by place daily inside that's the only thing that was done so wow. it was newly newly new so we i don't know the process what happened but they bought the place okay. and and then we moved um to there so you know now that i'm viewing places now i remember that oh my god i once viewed my own house like the rtp and i'm like oh okay this is actually <laughs> part of my journey so my father was my father he was such a planner he was someone that is i think he was a visionary so basically okay. after the rtp after we moved into the rtp around um late 1999 to 2000 mm-hmm. um, my younger brother was born in the one that is after mm-hmm. me was born. and then you you know my mom always said she was not going to have a child until she has her own house uh, okay. now i understand <laughs> now i understand <laughs> So um, we moved in there. My younger brother was born, the one just after me. Mm-hmm. And then my father made a plan. He went to this uh, guy that made uh, plans for like bigger houses. Wow. Oh. House. Immediately, like, immediately he did that. And, you know, he, it took him five years to get like move from the planning to actually ha- like building the house. But, yeah. you know, during the process he usually used to like he had the plan done and then he started buying the small things like the copper pipes the plumbing things the, oh. the electrical things and like the, the frames the doors dude like when where we had a kitchen that's where he used yeah. to put the, the, the things like in my in my grandmother's place okay so, Yes. So every Friday when he came home, he would always take the plan, put it on the table and just say, Tandega, this will be your room. And I'm like, ah, no, I don't want that one. Hey, I want this one. Hey, what do I want? Oh, my that? God. Oh, that's amazing. It was. Yes. But, you, know, you know, because he put like, because they were like, he, he bought like six bundles of bricks and like they put them outside. And because yeah. of all these years that he was not building, you know, people started talking. And... Huh. And uh-huh. they, said, they started saying horrible things like, what's oh, how are you going to build with six dinners and such, such things, you know, which, I know. <laughs> which discouraged oh, mostly my mother. So discouraging and demotivating, no, actually. No, it can was, be. It was, especially my mom, she was like, she did not want, like, she was just like, she did not want to even see the plan because she, she now believed that it was not going to happen. So, mm. but me, I don't know, because, I don't know if it's because I was a child. So whenever people will visit, I'll always show them the house. This is my house. This is my house. <laughs> like, you know. Right. So your dad planted something there. That's amazing. Yes. Oh my God. That's, that's incredible. You know that I, like, I sometimes miss him, especially in this journey that I'm taking now. I'm like, I wish he was okay. here, but he, he's not, okay? Okay. Um, oh my God! So that was your first taste of real estate, actually. It so was, you saw was. the house go up at that young age. Exactly, and he just um, he made me believe in planning. Like you know, you have to plan yeah. in order for you have to say it in your head before it can be really, really like here physically. 
So yeah, oh. that's, how, that's how I learned. We and love that story. We, I mean, yeah. I just eat up stories like that. So how do you ultimately move from chemical engineering to your first property? Did you buy your first property? What, how did you even move to like chemical engineer, a process engineer who wants to be in property? How did that happen? Actually, I'm not, I, I've, never, I've never even used that qualification Miso, to tell you the truth. I you know, know. <laughs> I swear. I, I don't even think I'm engineering smart. Company, I, to, I don't think I'm engineering smart. Hey, you know, we um, don't get qualifications to go into the field. I always tell that to people. Yeah, we get qualifications to learn in a to think in a particular manner. Whatever you, however yeah. you learn to yeah. think in process engineering, you can apply yeah. it in other things. Yeah, so you probably use the engineering decision tree. That's about it. And then, well, <laughs> there you are. <laughs> I don't even know if I do, hey. But uh, basically what happened is um, yeah. I actually got a bursary. Okay. As I was saying, oh, okay. So basically mm -hmm. what happened is um, we built the house and everything was fine. It went well. And then 2011, when I was completing my matric, so we were given this assignment to go and like you, you choose a university and you choose a field that you want to study and then you write the cost, how much it will cost you to study okay. that, that thing for four years, like from accommodation, registration fees and all of that. So mm -hmm. for me, I did that assignment and then I think I exaggerated the prices or what. And then <laughs> after that, after that, the prices were around like, um, like four, five hundred thousand. Okay. And then I think, and then I put like the the paper on like on the on the lounge, and then my father saw that paper. So he when he, he I think he went through the assignment, and then he knew that I've always wanted to be something like something. Okay. Um, mm. So he, I think he felt like he could not pay for those fees, and um, okay. he mm. because he I think he was saving money for me because he said he had forty thousand a sanlam and. Uh, he, he thinks I should wait a bit before he can be able to afford to take me to university. Sure. Yeah, I was so crushed on that day. I was so crushed. I was mm -hmm. like, I'm not going to school. Imagine, I could not even, I don't know. I was just so hurt. And mm -hmm. you know, I, I believe in God. And I said, you know, all my life, you know, growing up, you always hear, there's a father in heaven, father in heaven. You know, that day I was like, I think it's about time I this father in heaven takes his position and makes sure that I go to school. I know. So that was my prayer. I was like, God, my father in earth is 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 now unable to take me further than where I want to go. Can you step up as my heavenly father? And mm. uh, like a week after I had this idea of asking one of my because you know, Kulelema RTP, not a lot of people are educated, not a lot of people yeah. are working. Do you understand? So there was yeah. only one guy that was actually a manager, and he was a manager at the Department of Labor. Okay. So I went to him. He was and can I also just insert that where we grew up, there's very few people that are, that's when people get educated, they leave right yeah, it's they true. go to the city so there's not a lot of professionals you don't get access to information like you do in other parts of the world or even other parts of south africa at all so i get you yeah, yeah. so i went to him and i waited for him like and i waited for him to come to come home and then i i, I jumped and i was like 
even my own father was really not educated so i went to him and i was like mikey can you please do me a favor and just print like get for me all the companies that offer engineering bursaries mm-hmm. i would like to apply and then sure. uh, the following day he came back with a with a big um like like papers of all the companies and their addresses and their phone numbers and their emails and Ooh, then i wow. started writing letters to the companies I started writing letters asking for application forms and i sent those letters you know even the people from the post office even knew my name because i was always there i, <laughs> I love I, I this and then i wrote the letters and i sent them and the companies some of the companies replied and idc i don't know if you know industrial development corporation yeah idc yeah. the companies that replied and they sent me the application forms and then oh. i applied and also um i think mary and robert also replied applied replied with forms and i applied and yeah and then i ended up with um, a bursary from industrial development corporations so oh, nice. i had the forms and then i wanted my i had my the forms so i wanted my classmates to to make copies you know one of my friends said to me people like us don't get bursaries you don't go to meaning people like us njani people from bimalanga or people like black kids people like us people like i want people that like go to our school have you ever heard anyone go to getting a bursary like such things sure. you like there was this girl um ulihle like ulihle her mother uh-huh. she lived in seven so her mother was one of the people that were educated in in, in our area so ulihle used to go to saint mary's and she was like um people like lihle those are the people that go that get bursaries and so tell me the know, name of your high school this is so important this is such a juicy yeah. thing i mean yo Please Yeah, yeah, so yeah. many wounds and traumas here. Like I'm just sitting here, and I wanna just. <sighs> so, what's the name of your high school, wow. Tandega? It's uh, it's Carolina Combined School. Okay. okay, of course, I've never heard of it, but yeah, people like <laughs> us don't get don't get bursaries. Yeah. But but I know, know me and her are no longer friends. Eh? Me on the other hand, guys, I have. This is <laughs> these are the towns where I grew up. Okay, so I have. I so know. Yeah, <laughs> and, but what is important here, Tandega, is how we make decisions that limit us mm-hmm. that a school like mine that you've never heard of nami i went to a high school in soweto right you've never heard mm-hmm. of holy cross or immaculata high school like but mm-hmm. the decisions and you know it's a communal decision as well you, now mm-hmm. you are in this small village and you decide that oh ah tina we are the forgotten you know mm-hmm. and someone will be listening to this podcast that's exactly why this podcast exists to say someone from carolina combined school runs a real estate business and was able to get out and go to mangosu to a technicon mm. that is known and was sponsored by the this huge idc i mean mm. idc runs big 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 capital projects for the government on behalf of they run our pension fund for the yeah. government all the pension fund of government workers is is invested with the ITC so this is huge. Mm. this is very mm. huge. yeah yeah oh so thank you for that story tandega it's just so revealing yeah it is so yeah. you got the bursary 
Yes, yeah, so I got the bursary and then um, I went to study at Mangosuthu and I did chemical engineering. And, wow. you know, um, because IDC was such a great company and mm-hmm. it offers so much support and and oh, the money wow. was good also. But I was so bad with the money because, you know, I remember the first day when IDC sent me an allowance like of 10,000. I did not sleep. allowance as a student oh my god because i did not sleep i did not even (laughs) go to school on that day day, it was it came in like i was at the bus an hour yo (sighs) i was oh my god i am so rich i did not even go to school (laughs) i I told myself to john doris I'm like, guys, and I call my mom and I'm like, I am rich, you know, like 10,000. Wait, so, so the 10,000 was for what? Was it for accommodation oh, or was it just for like your it meals? Was for food. What was it for? No, it, it was, was for food, food only. And the accommodation was already yes. paid and tuition. Yes. Oh my God. Textbooks were textbooks. Everything was covered, Miss, and the ten thousand was for food and for me. Oh, guys, I don't know. I was so oh my rich. gosh! You know what happened? And um, I called my other cousin. I called my mom and my cousin. Those are the two people that that knew that I, I was getting this amount of money. So, and it was not even for the whole year. It was mm. only just for six months. They did. Wow. That means it was getting like 20, and people don't know this. Eh? <laughs> so I called my mom and my cousin. You know, my cousin's Joe Mzala, please, uh, you know, I want to do my license. Yo, 3.5. I'm going to that driving school. Yo, what, 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 what. And then I sent them money. I gave the money, the money to my mom, and I gave them yeah. money. You know, my mom would come up with the stories that she does not have bread. Now the kids don't have shoes. Now the kids, they don't have, I don't know, bags and whatever. And she would come up with stories just for me to give her the money. And, you know, I learned a very, very big lesson on, because what happened is after the six months ended, I forgot to submit my my metric results um, at at Mangosut. So I did uh-huh. not submit them. So the person wanted my, my results and it was around December, the schools were closed. And now they were like, um, they were like, but Mangosuto was not closed, but t- as like the races were closed and all of that. So I was already yeah. in Pumalanga. So they like mm-hmm. sent me, uh, they called me and they said, Tandenga, we are, the, the, universities, the university has blocked your results because you did not submit your metric certificate. And then I oh remember, like, oh my God, I had to submit this thing. And then I'm like, oh, okay, what can I do? And they're like, um, they haven't closed as yet. They're closing on Friday, which was going to be the 7th of December. So mm-hmm. uh, you need to go there and go and submit uh, this metric result so we can get your so we can get the results so that we can be able to renew your, 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 what's this? Your, your person for it. Yeah. Mm. Yes. So I did not have money to go back to Mangosut to, to oh go to Debe. Oh my gosh. Do you understand? And I'm like, oh my all the money. I spent all the money. So now you? I'm like, I'm asking my mother, mom, I need money. I'm asking my father. My father is like, Tane, I don't have money. But we can see what we can do. But I don't have money. And then I'm, I'm like, okay, because I needed a place to sleep and accommodation. Yeah, I also yeah, needed yeah. transport to go to Durban and transport to come back. So um, I, I'm like, okay, I organize um, 
an accommodation with my other friend Ufigile because her sister stayed in Pine Town, and then they agreed to accommodate me for the day. And then I told my father that's okay, I do have accommodation. I just need money to go. You know that long trip from Bumalanga to 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 to, to Durban. I was like, never again. Um, I'm I'm lacking money because if I had the money. If I saved maybe a bit of the money, I would have been able to book myself somewhere to pay for the for the bus and not frustrate anyone. Yeah. So yeah. That's that's that long trip just made me to start becoming a saver. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I then, see. how did you get into property? How did you buy your first property? So um, then I um, then I finished. Then I started. I did not practice um, chemical engineering, but I got a leadership to do um, artisan artisanship, something like that. Yes. Yeah. So then I started. I started doing this four year, uh, three year leadership, and then mm-hmm. um, I was getting paid the stipend and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I became so property for me was something that you buy like when you have money, when you buy it like cash, you need to have money in order for you to buy property. So I always right. had that mindset with uh, property. Um, I need to have money. I need to save my, a lot of money in order for me to buy property. So I always right. wanted to buy property, but I felt like I just needed a lot of money. So, yes. So um, I then I started researching more and then I started researching. Then I, that's when I met your, pod, your podcast. And then Agassi Properties, and okay. that's when I, and then Facebook uh, witness and Daga writing, um, awesome. uh, posts and all of that. Then okay. that's when I realized how actually you don't need a lot of money to to, to, to buy a property. To buy property, and also what I did was um, there was this other my other friend was staying in this nice commune around Sasopek because mm-hmm. I, I stay mm-hmm. in Sasopek now. So oh, okay. um, I invited the landlords for breakfast. <laughs> I've always been crazy. Oh, yes. <laughs> I invited the landlords for breakfast. And uh-huh. you know that guy, he's the one that opened my eyes. He, he told me, you know, man, once you get permanent, you just need to, uh, number one, you need to, you're going to need money for transfer fees and uh, for bond registration. And you know that money, you need to save that money. And then, yeah. you, can, then you can apply for your, for your loan from the, from the bank. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's how um that's how I my eyes were opened. Okay. So, and then I just started working last year March before yeah. the, before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So um, then I became permanent last year March, mm-hmm. and then I and I'm thankful that you know COVID locked down the country because I I like I I was forced to save my money, <laughs> and um. then I started saving a lot of the money in order for me to be able to 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 pay for the transfer fees as that like that guys told me and then um i saved and yeah and then after that then i started viewing the properties i started looking on property uh, property 24 and i started mm-hmm. going on youtube videos and asking like questions okay then how will i know what this one is a good investment okay what do you look at you know those are the yeah. type of things the type of questions that I started asking. And then, yeah. Yeah. And, and then, then what property did you, what did you decide on? Like, what were the things that you learned you needed to look at? How did you know that something was a good investment? This is okay. going to be so powerful for someone who's just starting out and in the same position. 
Yeah. So the things that I found out that you look at, you know, they always say numbers, numbers, numbers. And you're like, what numbers? <laughs> guys i love i love this podcast because it is exactly how i felt i'm just like you know people speak above you i don't know what they are saying and minage benizwa leverage leverage capital leverage roi roi rr net operating cost I love this. Oh, time please, I don't even know what ROI is. But you've got a property. But you've yeah, got a property. I yeah. I and I'm like, and I was like, numbers, 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 numbers. And I was like, okay, shop. Fine. Let me find out what these numbers are. And then I went, I went online and I just um, you know, I got books and um, yeah. I would then I would find out like the numbers, it's like for you minus your bond. You minus the uh, the rates, you minus uh, maintenance, repairs, and then you minus mm-hmm. um, such Possible things. Possible vacancy. Mm-hmm. Yes, vacancy, mm-hmm. and then whatever that is left, um, it's it it has to be cash positive. It must yeah. it must not ma- might be a negative, because okay. if it's a negative, that means you need to put money in the in the business, and that yeah. is you are making a loss. So okay. then I was like, oh, it must be positive. And then that's when I started. Um, and now I had a criteria because you know when you're going mm. out there, there's a lot of houses, and some are very beautiful. But if you you if you don't know what you're looking for, you're just gonna buy the wrong one. So yes. um, yes. And as I said, I I I always like I I just feel like pray for guidance. God just guide me. So basically, and then um, uh, I got two houses that I liked. There was mm-hmm. one that I wanted to buy. Okay, before I met this one that I bought, there was another mm-hmm. one that I wanted to buy. And I think it was a flip because now I need to know. So it mm-hmm. was a flip. I was going to buy it from an investor. <laughs> was, yeah. So in that, that one was going to be a bad investment. But because I did not know, the house was newly painted. It was nice. And I was like, ah, I want this house. It had a big yard. And it was, I thought, yeah, this one is going to be nice. I'm going to build big rooms outside and all of that. <laughs> so it was actually, it was 700,000. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was 700,000. And when I was about to sign the offer to purchase, mm-hmm. the, the, the estate agent called me and said, yo, girl, unfortunately your house um, was sold. Someone bought it cash. And I was like, oh, sure. Okay. Mm. Oh, wow, really? And yeah, he was like, yeah, unfortunately, the house is sold. Okay, and then, yeah. And then after that, she was like, ah, but I'm going to look for, for another house for you. And then we started... And what thing. were you looking for, uh, Tandega? Were you looking for a house to live in? And what, what were you looking for? What had you told the real estate agent? Okay, at first, I was afraid to tell them that actually I'm looking for a house to to rent out. I did not like. I at first I did not, and then when I started saying no to a lot of houses, then I that, then I was like, okay, I'm wasting this person's time. Let me just be truthful and tell them, I'm actually looking for something that I can rent out. Okay. And then I I, I was open. I was like, okay, I'm actually looking for something that I, that I can rent out, and I'm also looking for something that I can have like. It, if it's a house and maybe it has a granny flat, it's going to be perfect. That is what I'm looking for. Okay. 
And also, mm. I also, I, and then I was also a specific now on the location because now I, I understand the importance of location. Then I was and like, gonna be, yes, mm. and I was like, okay, it's gonna be very nice if it's close to town, if someone can walk to town, and yeah. if it's very close to public transport, you know, if it's close yeah. to Sasol because you know people work at Sasol and all of that. Okay. Mm. And then, and then he we we started looking. Um, and then he started looking for houses near the, there's a college here, near the college, because he thought I wanted students. And I was like, no, I don't want to accommodate students. Those are not my, mm. those are not my targets. The people that I want is young professionals like myself. Yeah. You know, and I want to create, you know, for me, Mizo, when I came to Sasobek, I wanted, mm-hmm. what I created is what I wanted when I oh, came okay. here. And it mm-hmm. was so difficult for me to find um, something like, um, not a flat but something like mm-hmm. a bachelor that has its own shower, its own kitchenette, and its own bedroom. That's what I wanted mm-hmm. when I came here. And we did you not, like, people do not have that. Yes. Mm-hmm. They had That's rooms that. where they you had, had to share. Uh, mm. So for me, I was like, yeah, so th- that's what I had in mind mm-hmm. when I was looking okay. for the house. So mm-hmm. did you get that? Uh, what what type of house did you get in the end? Okay, and then um, then we got this other house. It was, I love I love I love the area. The area is mm-hmm. amazing. Aww. So I got the house. It was six hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Oh so wow, I, that is amazing. That's quite yeah, affordable. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. I got the house for six hundred thousand. Plus, I also my I I cannot afford anything above seven hundred thousand. So I also don't get yeah. paid very much. So it was, yeah. So my max yeah. was 650000 to 700000 Okay. So, yeah. Mm. So, um, so I bought them. So what have you done? And then what did you do with it? Sorry, Mizo. Okay. Sorry. Okay, no problem. So mm-hmm. um, I bought the house. I came to the house and I viewed it. And then uh, the house, basically what it had, it had a garage. And it had this other room. I don't know. They called it the vent room. Like the store, they store a lot of things there. And then it had an outside room, like the garage, the vent room, and the outside room, they're all connected. Like they're just mm-hmm. one long thing. And then it had mm-hmm. like three bedrooms and mm-hmm. a lounge and a kitchen. And it had yeah. this nice, very beautiful back, backyard. But what I loved, I loved its location because it's so close to everything. It's close to yeah. it's close to the college, it's it's close to um the Sasol Mall, the transport, the hospital. It's just so close to everything. Oh, I see where it is. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, uh, and then I bought that house. Mm-hmm. And then what happened when I bought that house? Uh, I applied for, I was like, um, I, I did have the money for transfer fees. Mm-hmm. I did have that money, so uh, but I, I said to the to the agent, please apply for me hundred percent plus. They must pay for the transfer fees. Okay. And wow. Then, mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, we're gonna try, but the the banks these days, hey, they don't do that. Hey, what what? Hey, what what? That's but, the agent now. Yes, but because you know, I was learning a lot about. Um, I was reading books, like yeah, I was reading books and I was following you guys, your podcast. So I knew that I had a great credit score. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, maybe I, I, I felt like, yeah, man, why would they not take me? How I've got a great credit score and I don't owe any, any people a lot of money. And why would they not take me? Mm-hmm. So yeah, so, so basically, and then what happened is 
I got an offer from different banks. Um, uh, Absa wanted to give me 100% um, uh, 100% bond. Uh, bond, but they did not want to pay for the transfer fees and they were giving me a bit of a high higher interest rates because now mm. you guys you know i was smart now i was also looking at the interest rates yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then, i love it i love this so much yes um, <laughs> i learned all of that from the properties the facebook the people like witnessing the galebu trust you know yeah so, yeah those are the people that i was now following so i i learned that mm. interest rates, interest rates again interest rates must be at least man right sharp yeah and then mm. i got and then i got this best 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 ever bond from home sa home loan you know sa home loan he was like we evaluated your property and we found out your property is worth eight hundred thousand. i'm gonna give you two hundred thousand extra oh my goodness Darling, oh my gosh that is awesome <laughs> That's amazing. So you bought, now here is where, we, this, this is amazing. So you bought a house that already had its own equity. Forget about exactly. whether you are going to rent it out or whatever. Mm. You already had 200,000 equity on it. That's amazing. You know, I don't think we would, you know, you know, yeah. I learned, you know, you guys were talking about equity. I did not even understand what equity is. Refinancing, <laughs> I did not understand what those things mean. And people will say, you make the money when you buy. And I'm like, what is this people talking about? Exactly. You know? but, when that, but when that happened, oh but when that happened, and I got the 200,000, I was like, this is what the people are talking about. Exactly. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Exactly. Sandega, I love your passion. It is just exactly. And if nothing else, I mean, I'm prepared to leave the podcast. If it has educated one person, that's enough. It yeah. Did, Mizo, yeah. It did. You know, you guys, you guys, yeah. you know. And I was lucky because the reason I followed Bangina, Bangina was the one that I, I followed on Facebook. Okay. Um, I followed her because she was traveling, going to uh, Singapore. And I was like, yeah, I want to go to all these places. <laughs> And she's from the same South Africa. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, I, I need to follow this game. My name's Nami. I want to travel. That's how I ended up following Vangi and following the podcast and all of that. Yeah. I love that. I love, wow. love that. That is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> your passion just is so infectious it's so funny. it really oh is so, infectious. so okay, what did you do with this property so now i'm very very fascinated you get the extra two hundred thousand. we know you've learned from the ten thousand rand that you're not going to take this and go blow it <laughs> so what do you do with this extra two hundred thousand? we are all interested we're all here <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me. That, the, I was shouting in that kitty, you guys, and that's why people were surprised. Like, yo, guys, I'm rich. <laughs> I really felt so Again. rich. I was shouting. I was so happy. And I got the best interest rates as well. Like, they gave me at like, the prime time rate. And I was like, oh my really? God, I just felt so blessed. Yes, Mizu. But I just did. stop there a little bit, Tandega, because this is so important. In the same pandemic, invested economy 
in the very time where there is so much devastation there's a blessing inside of the same covid for someone else just so that people don't see just human gloom everyone asks vanilla and myself and like what are you talking about in the property podcast what about covid as if COVID stops mm. you from, from wanting a roof over your head. People still mm. need some way to live. And in the same COVID, whether you were able to save money, find a cash, po- a, a cash positive uh, property, get a loan and get the best interest rate. Right? Mm. Amazing. Yep. Amazing. Yep. Yep. I love so that. you got this interest rate and then, um what were the next steps so you got your interest rate you got your two hundred thousand. did you convert the property into a multi-let um how did how did you do it what did you do with it go okay so tandega just to repeat the question we're saying Oh, once you uh, now that you had the property, did you convert it into a multi-let? Yes, I did. So okay, basically, um, okay, fine. Then I got the I signed everything, and then now the three months process happens. Do you remember that? Okay, I did not take the two hundred thousand. Uh, I was gonna use um like use the three hundred thousand to convert the place. Mm-hmm. That was the that was the goal, and that was the vision. Now, yeah, now yes. I still had the fifty thousand. For the for your for transfer cost, mm-hmm. yes. And you know, I was like, okay. And then I went on YouTube because then I saw this lady saying, "Hey, Airbnb, hey, Airbnb." <laughs> <And I was> like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I know about Airbnb. That, but one of my friends always booked us on an Airbnb. But I've, yeah. I, I thought you had to be. It must have must be your own property. And then this lady was like, "You can actually rent it out and." And, and then put the furniture and then put it on Airbnb. That's how simple it is. And I was like, mm-hmm. hey, like for real. And then I was like, hey, I'm doing this with this man, with the 50,000. I booked and so I swear. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know, and I told my brothers that, hey guys, I'm starting an Airbnb uh, in Devon. You know, my, 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 the first place I wanted to go was Devon. Because I thought Devon, that's where people go most for, for mm. tourism. All of it, all of it. And my yeah. brother was like, my brother was like, no, man, why not start in Jobek? Because we are so close to Jobek. You can yeah. always go and see the place and all of that. And I was like, oh, actually, that is such a great idea. And then immediately I even hit the location. I was like, Maboning, because Maboning, I once went there with my friends. We used to go there for, okay, for, for, for grooving and all of that, you see. So I was like, yeah, man, we used to book uh, Airbnb when we are in Maboning. Okay. And then... And then I went to Maboning, I went to Property 24, and then I looked for places to rent in Maboning. And then mm-hmm. I got that. And then um, I went to meet with the estate agent, and and then she showed me the place. And um, and then I started an Airbnb business. Nice. <laughs> wow. So tell... So tell us about that. Okay, so before we even go there, Tandeka, I need you to backtrack for me. So backtrack mm-hmm. and tell us about the first property. So we hear the Airbnb, we're coming to that. So what are she you was doing waiting with the first for three property? Months. Oh, oh okay. so you were waiting for the three months to be up. Yes, mm-hmm. I was waiting for the three months to be up. 
and then convert the place to um now i had an had an idea on how i wanted to convert it so the garage i converted it into a bachelor Mm -hmm. it, has its own, um, it has its own kitchen, kitchenette, small kitchen, and it has its own shower and toilet. And then also the storage that we're using it for vent, what, what storage, and I also converted that one. It has its own shower and kitchen. Oh, wow. And I also converted, uh, yeah. The other one was already there. So the only thing that I installed, I installed the wardrobe, and then I installed the kitchen. Like a small okay, and then kind of how place. many units did it turn out to be in the end? It turned out to be, um, I have four units which are like bachelors that are like that. And then I've got three ones that you share the kitchen, which the ones that are in the house, basically they, they, the house is still like that because I did not want to, um, I did no. not want to change it too much. Mm. Wait, from a 600,000 rand property, you got four, you have four bachelor units. Yes, Plus I do. three rooms. And then Plus you've got rooms. three rooms. Exactly. Yes. This is insane. And how much does the property cash flow for? Yeah, the property is actually not full as yet because it's just, just started now. It's only two months been running for two months. I'm still a baby. So oh, it's, but it's amazing. Yeah. This is incredible. When when it's going to be when it's going to be full, it's gonna cash flow around three thousand. Three point five thousand. It's yeah. gonna cash flow for how much? Sorry, did you say when it's fully let? Three thousand five hundred. Yes, to three point five. Yeah. Oh, you mean per unit? Each bachelor unit will be three thousand. No, no, no. Cash flow bottom line. Cash flow. Oh, total, total you mean flow. like net profit? Yes. Oh, okay. Sorry. I was a little confused because I was like, no way can revenue like rental income be 3500 Okay. Wow. This is incredible. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. tell us about the Airbnb. I am so fascinated. Mm -hmm. I'm more than oh, fascinated. Yeah. <laughs> the Airbnb, you know, like the Airbnb only came up because of the 5,000 that I had, you know, but you, um, in my town, we are facing a lot of retrenchment. You know, a lot of doubts were happening in my mind because there was a mm -hmm. retrenchment and then COVID, you know, and already the Airbnb was operating before this house even started operating. Okay. Mm. So with the Airbnb, I just jumped in. I did not even think twice. I did not even think about hey, COVID, they're gonna close the country, hey, such things. I did not. I you know, love this. I just went, I just went, I I thought of it today. I told my brothers today, and then my brother came up with the idea of Johannesburg. The the weekend there, the weekend we were in Johannesburg viewing the the, the flats, and then uh, after maybe two days, I signed the lease. After I signed the lease, you know, I I think I broke down. <laughs> so That's important. Crying nonstop, and I went to my doctor, and she was like, "You have, I think it's anxiety attacks because you're making all these moves, and yeah, just, you, I think you need to go and talk to someone." Okay. And then that's when um, I was like, okay. And then um, I, I, I started talking to a therapist and yeah, okay. yes, because um, it was, I don't know. I felt like I was, I felt like, what if these things don't work out? What am mm. I going to do? Because I've signed a year now. Yeah. Yes. And if these things, if I don't get tenants, 
how am I even going to pay for all of those things? I just mm. had all those questions and all, of, and then I just, I think I shut down. All right. Mm. And then how did you get your first guest at the B Airbnb? Oh, yeah. And when was and this? Then, okay, and then the Airbnb, you know, now I'm now uh, started listening to, to this lady that was talking about the Airbnb. And then she said, you must get a, a, a professional photographer to take a nice pictures of you, of the place. And then I, I asked for my other friend to come and help me decorate the place. And then she did... Um, and then we we put it online. We took uh, mm -hmm. professional photos, and then we put it nice. online. As soon as I put it online, I had my first guest. But what my is mistake, as soon as? What is as soon as? Twelve hours. The same, day, the same day I had my first guest. Oh my goodness! That is incredible. That is, that is crazy, right? And how yes. long did the guest stay? Okay, the guest uh, stayed for one day, and mm -hmm. then. And then I just started having, and I, I did not expect the Airbnb to, to make money, you know. I did not expect <laughs> it to make money. So I, I had like 15000 to be able at least like to keep it. Um, I thought I was going to make money in summer. That was my mind. That's what I thought. Okay. I was like, yes, yeah. And then the Airbnb on its first month, it just made like 8000 It covered everything that was supposed uh, to be paid. But I did not wow. make profit. Yeah, that's okay. fine. Because I did not make profit because um, my calculations, my numbers were wrong. My numbers okay. were wrong. So okay. I did, yeah. You so were yeah. under. You were renting it for uh, renting it out for too lower price. Yes, I was renting it out for too mm. lower price, but which was a good thing because it started having view, like people started coming and they started having these amazing reviews, writing the reviews on the oh, I see. Oh. also on the booking.com website. Awesome. Okay, wow. Yeah. So it worked in your favor. Did you then after that, when you realized that your numbers were wrong, did you increase the pricing? Uh, after before even that, when I was thinking of increasing the price, the lockdown happened. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> which which lockdown? The very this first one, one. 2021. Yeah, oh, the 2021. Okay, oh, so when in a way not bad because it meant that people that were stuck in Joburg had to stay in Joburg. Mm. Yeah, yeah, people still booked the place. They did, yeah. it, even though it was not making, it was, okay, the first month of the lockdown, the, the first 14 days, it was, it was really not bad. I did not feel it because it did pay for itself. But the mm. second one, yo, it was, I felt it because I had to, I had to cover the rent and all of that. Oh, you know how I did, no. I did not even have money to do that. So what I did, I opened the stock fence. Tell us, I uh, know this is so smart. So did you start a property? So smart. How did it go? A normal stock file where people give Just you money. Ordinary stock files where like you contribute a thousand rand and yeah. then you wait your turn. Yeah. Yes. And I was like, I'm and number one. You start the stock file and you are number one in life. I love you, Tanjik. <laughs> I told you guys, I was not going to be able to pay the... <laughs> red Airbnb. So I was like, okay, what am I gonna do? And then I started a stock file. And then I called up people and that I know have money and they can do this. 
And then people were like be joining and I was like, great. Then I'm the why I'm the first one. And then <laughs> but here's the thing. But here's the thing, guys. Um other oh business God. people, other bigger business people who are bigger than you, Tandega, would have called yeah. it a capital raising, raising event. Yeah. They would oh, invite really? people for tea. Yeah, it's called capital raising. Do you know what happens at Coca-Cola, for instance, when they want to buy to, to, to build a new plant, right? What they do is they invite investors overseas. Oh. They, they even invite the ITC to say, where are the pension funds? And then they sit them down. This is my model. This is a factory I'm building. It's going to cash flow in month number nine. It's called a capital raising event. That's what the president does when he goes to Davos. He goes and lobbies. Wow. He goes and lobbies investors. So you lobbied investors. What you could have done if you lobby me and say, yeah, okay, if you give me your 1,000 rents this month, okay, in the next two months, I'll give you 1,000 rents plus 150. I probably would have given you. So sometimes you can do that. So you did capital raising. You must call it by its proper English, girl. Ah, girl, I don't know. I did not know. I was like, yeah. Part of me was like, hi, man. But I was like, no, I'm going to give them back their money because I know the Airbnb uh, guys will pick up and... And then also I can also do overtime at work. So I do have a plan on how everything is gonna work out. Yeah. So that's how I did it. Uh, I don't I hope these people will not feel offended. Like no. I not at all. They probably not thinking this all. is so so innovative. This is actually innovative. Yeah. No. So yeah. wow! So you, that's how you were able to cover your rent for Airbnb. Yes, that's how I was able to cover the rent. But yeah, that's how I was. Um, I was able to do it. Okay, awesome, Chandrik. I mean, I, I really like. I, I really love your entrepreneurial spirit. You see opportunity, you take it. You your doubts absolutely. You doubted. You feared do, absolutely. Right? You feared, but you did it anyway. Shaky knees and sweaty palms you still did it i love 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 mm. your story yeah courage right courage yeah. and, uh, courage and bravery and that we're fearless right yeah. this idea yeah. that we do things that when we're fearless is so flawed but like mm -hmm. you're doing things even when you're shaking and scared and doubting yourself that yeah. is courage and you know what that builds onto confidence because now you know oh if I don't, if I can't uh, make Airbnb rent for this month, I can always do this. So is the stock fell now still in operation? Yes, the stock fell is still in operation. Perfect. It is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So mm -hmm. just tell me one thing. You never told us how old you are. This is very important because we are listened to by 80 year olds and then millennials, the whole range and somebody may identify with your story it's it's incredibly important show hmm. me though i don't like sharing my age so there's the reason i did not tell you <laughs> because okay. i'm, I'm very young i'm yeah. actually 28 i'm 28 nice wow <laughs> this is incredible this is incredible so yeah. so Tandega, we, we, we really love this story because you've told us about what a good property to buy is and whatever. Mm. What do you think, what do you think from here 
your new buying criteria is or are you going to stay with these two strategies or three um i am going to stay with okay basically my strategy is i'm planning to expand um, my airbnb business okay because airbnb cash flows more money than the normal long-term rental that's what what i've realized for because the airbnb business did well for three months because I started it started operating it on, on a- April and from yeah. April May June it was doing absolutely amazing July okay. wow. was not doing that good which is why I started coming up with trying to maintain it because it did prove to me it was a good business okay oh so, yeah mm. so um basically I'm, I'm looking in, in expanding it because it's much it's much easier to to run an Airbnb business because Especially if you've got the right people, you need to, uh, to get the right cleaner because that is very, very important in Airbnb. Yeah. Super, super important. And yeah, then, um, so the right cleaners. Yes, the right cleaner, yeah. Because that person will make or break your business. So, yeah, mm. so I'm, I'm planning to expand the Airbnb business and mm-hmm. take that money and invest it in long term. So that is my vision. That is my strategy. That is okay. my... My plan. Nice. Wow. Wow. And tell me about the tribe that has helped you to get here. You've just spoken about the cleaner. So just the cleaner is such an important part of your business. Mm. Who else are in your power team that are helping your business to stay afloat? Who's helping you with with tenanting, for instance, in that Sasolbeck house? How, How is that going? Tell us okay, about the, um, the people who help okay. you. Okay, with the Airbnb business, um, it's the cleaner that is helping me and also uh, because, you know, the keys and everything. Okay. Also, the building manager is helping me in the securities. Oh, my God. The, the cleaner yeah. and the security guys, they are they yeah. like the, the blood of my business. Without those people, mm. my Airbnb business will be closed. Okay. Oh, wow. Guards are the ones that give them the, the clients, their guests, the their key. keys. And the okay. keys, they, they, they guess they leave the keys with the security. So, that wow. so and okay. also the cleaner, the cleaner is the one that makes sure that um, everything is ready for the next guest. So those are the two important people that are in my Airbnb business. Um, guys, mm. So powerful. This is so powerful. Yeah. The very least paid people yeah. are the very power team that you yeah. guys, I mean, these yeah. relationships are important because also you have to form a relationship with security day shift, security night shift. It, mm. it doesn't matter, right? That's yeah. It is so important because some people, they just walk into them and to them, into the, the, like the, like maybe they are in Mobane and they were not planning to sleep. And then maybe they have cash. They always like not book maybe on Airbnb. And then they will just go to the security and say, do you have any Airbnb uh, that is open? And then the security will call you and say, Tanya, is your place available? And then you will say yes. And then they will take them. They are agents. Like I tell you the truth, those people are helping. Yeah, you know, there was a time, I think May, May, like that, there's this guy, Lawrence. I think he likes me. Not very in that way. He just likes me as a person. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually a very nice person. (laughs) So Lawrence, you know, that guy, 
80 uh-huh. percent of the people that booked my place it was from him and i was like oh wow no me and, and my did you compensate like, him yes we do like they would like they basically charge more than maybe if i charge 500 they'll charge 550 and also yes i'm i'm, I'm gonna pay, buy him a, a big gift because he just he made my my business he he, he was just help me yeah, well young sees are like your young sees are cool at one line Oh, oh my god beautiful this is such an important share when atandega when we yeah. speak about <sighs> property is a relationship business yeah. and if yeah. you greet the security at the gate you might just be sitting on millions you are passing the very person who's gonna bring mm. you the, your million in property exactly. so mm, this no. is how i sold my car in a matter of days when i, I remember i remember <laughs> my sister's security guard was like hey i know a guy i know someone i just went to him and i said hey i'm back from um sri lanka how are you we started talking and then in passing i said by the way you know i'm selling my car and then mm. he was like okay I'll find you someone. So I said, yeah, for sure. If you find me someone, you know, like I'll also give you something. So just in joking and jesting, he literally made it his mission to find me someone. He was just like, I told you I was going to find you someone, you know? And literally Mm -hmm. within the people came with cash because they trusted him before they even saw the car. I sold the car within three days. Yeah. Like my car wasn't on the market for long. So literally having those relationships with security guards and even if you're not like i'm not a property investor right he uh, at my sister's place i just know the security guard and he's always tell, uh, talking and i was just thanking him that he looks after my sister when my mom comes to visit he always looks after them so we just go to say hi to him and from that this happened so yeah. they are very very powerful and they know what happens in the complex yeah I like that. I like that very, very much. I don't know about you then. I think I think, <laughs> think Tandega's story is just exactly, you know, the heartfelt stories that we look for. And to think that she she was almost doubting that she wants to come on the on to the podcast. This is so Yeah, easy. I was. <laughs> <laughs> and oh this is big one. Uh, basically I'm the one because I stay here. So I yeah. am the one that um, is running everything, looking for tenants, for tenants, doing the viewing <laughs> and doing everything. I'm the one that does everything here. Okay, oh, and wow. you still carry on in your full time job, Tandega? Yes, I still work full time. I still uh-huh. work full time. Awesome, awesome, Tandega. Um, I don't know about you, then. I, I'm like. I, I think we would ruin this story if we had more. Thank you so much, Tandega, yes, for this. <laughs> I agree. Thank you, Tandega. Shall we move on to the next segment of the show? Please, let's do. I'm full. On to the next segment of our show, magical feedback from our hosts, where our hosts share their three takeaways from today's episode. Hi, Property Magicians. Welcome to the Magical Feedback segment. I'm going to let Mizo start us off as oh, usual. No. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to do something different, like Sabat, you know? <laughs> wow, where do you even begin? This was such a beautiful marathon of, mm. a, of a podcast. All right, let's start with first things first. 
in property investing. Tandega spoke about how during the, um, the lockdown last year, March 2020, she started following Egasi Properties, Property Magicians podcast, Proudly So, and started following Witness Mdaga, who is in episode 37, R. And she tried Bigger Pockets, by the way, an American uh, property podcast, mm -hmm. and she couldn't relate. Now, yeah. for me, it's an underline. Everywhere I speak, I speak about educating yourself before you property invest. It is mm -hmm. such a huge step to take and you don't want the epic mistakes, financial mis mistakes that some of us have had to go through. I mean, you can go through your mistake and you can fix it, but it takes you a few months and a few years to get back on your feet again. So again, whatever you do in property investing, you start with education and she, she can't get over how all these platforms have helped her and she still follows Egasi Roundtables. She's an ardent listener of the podcast and she keeps sending me messages about what she learned on each episode. She finds me on oh, it. Wow. Such, she really, really is such a good student. And I, mm -hmm. I, I, I think everyone who's a property investor should become a student of their own money, a student of property investing. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, wow, I love that so, so very much. Um, so my takeaway was also just how she, when she got this property, she um, she followed all the um, steps and it was all about location, location, location. And she bought in a good location that was where everything was, right? And she bought under the um, under market value and she yes. 200,000 rand. I know. A huge part of that, I do believe, even though she's like, she got lucky, I do believe that a lot of that was the location, 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 right? And that she didn't, she really worked within her budget, you know? It's like, she was like, she could only afford 700,000 but she knew that she could get, uh, but she looked for something under budget. She didn't use the entire seven uh, yeah, amount, which was Isn't it? so powerful. I thought so too. I thought so too. Oh my gosh. She's, <laughs> she's amazing. There are so many takeaways. I don't know which one to go to. All right. Um, again, as a good property mentor, we do. I will go to the one she says, you know, when I was buying, everyone goes numbers, 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 and these numbers drive her crazy. And look at how she simplified numbers. And she said, mm -hmm. take out the bond, minus mm -hmm. the ladies, mm -hmm. minus your maintenance, minus the vacancies. Mm -hmm. That's how I could see whether I'm going to cash flow. Can you see she didn't use too much English there? She says, mm -hmm. I, do, I don't know what rate of rate of return is I, I really don't <laughs> but she actually does she will does. I make a profit I, I am I going to make a profit important thing right I think will so. I make a profit I think so I think so and when we when we over complicate deal analysis for people mm -hmm. and speak about net operating costs and whatever mm -hmm. you lose people and I believe property it's actually on my Instagram today that property has got the least 
barrier of entry. Whether you are a domestic worker, chemical engineer, accountant, a pensioner who's 80, like everybody can calculate money. I spend so much, I get so much back. Come on, right? How, How difficult can that be? And the more we complicate it, the more we are saying to other people, you can't enter this market. And it delays our wealth creation. Yes. I really like that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. goodness. That's <laughs> such a powerful one, Nizor. Yeah. I yeah, really, no. really love that. So, yeah. so what is my takeaway? My other yeah. takeaway is um, how she how she's got different uh, teams managing for Joburg. She's got the Airbnb. She relies a lot on the security guard and on... Um, on the cleaner. Uh, on your cleaner. And then in the free state, because um, where did she live? It's Sasol. Yeah, in the free state, it is Sasolberg. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. she lives, she's rely she does it herself right and a lot of that is all about convenience so she is able because she lives in Cecilburg she realized that she can do it herself she can do the management herself she can look for tenants as well she can do all that and it's a market that she understands and that Mm -hmm. is really really interesting because Joburg is not a market that she understands. She doesn't live there, so she needs help. So she's not trying to be superwoman and do it all on her own, which I think is sometimes the issue is that, like, I'm in Cape Town, but I want to manage something in Johannesburg on my own. Like, I want to somehow be the one that's hands-on there. So that is also so important to understand even what are some of your limitations in terms of, physical space and time um, that will help make the property a success. And I think that's why the property, the Airbnb is also doing so well, is that she's relying not just on herself, but she's built a team. That she's created ease around herself. Oh my gosh, I love that. Ease, ease, right? And guys, ease doesn't mean it's easy, right? I always say this to people. There's a difference between ease ease. Because people will say to me, oh, I don't want to work out because it's not easy. And you told, like, literally this has happened. And you told me that, like, I should go in quest of ease. And I'm like, yeah, but ease doesn't mean easy. We can do difficult things and create ease around it around the you difficult know? so oh, you don't okay. want to work out get a personal trainer yeah, yeah 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 and get a team so like, absolutely so you create ease and this is what she's done is done i i find working out very difficult but mm-hmm. what i do is i've got people that push me right yeah. uh, lungi will invite me on a saturday morning it kicks yeah. my ass right it gets me out yeah. of bed and she's like we're doing this exciting oh we're all yeah. going to the stairs or we're going to hike yeah. And because it creates some excitement and I'm excited to see all of them, then I'm able to, yeah, you're right, actually. So ease is not necessarily easy. You create ease. Oh, my God. I've never heard of it that way. I I know with a lot of people when I talk, especially in the Money Magic podcast, uh, when I talk about creating ease, 
a yeah. lot of people misunderstand and seem to think that I mean things are easy, like you only do easy things. And I'm just right. like, no, because entrepreneurship is often going to have, not often, but it's sometimes going to have very difficult moments. Like, guys, right mm. now we're in the middle of launching different things. One that I'm doing with Mizo, I relaunched yeah. the, pod, the Money Magic podcast, I'm relaunching other things. And it's been hella hard on top of like stuff happening in my family and stuff. But like right. is exactly like I'm going to move to Cape Town. I've had a private chef. I've got this. I've got that. Yes, things are hard. Certain things are hard. And these things have to be done because you're yeah. running a business. Even like if that. you don't want to do them. But you can bring ease into the mix as into you the mix i like that i've never heard of it that way i i know you talk about ease a lot in in, yeah. in our i don't know which one to choose <laughs> but let's wow which one to choose right let's choose the covid one because we are in the middle of the pandemic um and um, the pandemic causes a lot of anxiety sure and it has cost a lot of people their businesses their homes mm -hmm. and they are and they are you know they are mental status right mm -hmm. but look at what has happened as well in the pandemic because we are forced to stay at home what did tandega use the pandemic the difficult time to do mm -hmm. that's when she started following our podcast and listening mm -hmm. to lots and lots of the episodes that's when i met mm -hmm. her on facebook she started following ungonzo at Egasi oh, properties and witness right yes. and she says thankfully that's also the time when she saved the most money because she didn't have to travel, she didn't have to spend money, she didn't go out, she didn't buy any clothes. So amidst a difficult time, there is a lot of opportunity as well. She had an education of her lifetime during that time. Mm -hmm. And she 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 made herself some money and she could save the transfer cost and the bond registration cost at that time. Right? Don't you just love that? I mean, I miss, you love know, it. just giving hope about there is opportunity in this difficult time. So you pandemic damn thing, you can be such a blessing as well. I like yeah. that very, very much. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Agreed. Agreed. I love that as well. Um, and my uh, my last uh, takeaway is Take along the same lines, right? It's mm -hmm. how she then created this uh, stock file, right? She runs mm -hmm. out of money. She's like, people are not going to be, I'm not going to have tenants. She didn't sit there and go, oh, my gosh, like, oh, I guess I'm going to not make rent this month. Things are going to fall apart. She literally got creative she yeah. found another way to make money to make money right? <laughs> and i think that for me is so powerful and what i love more than anything is her courage and her ballsiness how she's yeah. like i am gonna be the first recipient of this money i need money i'm gonna be the first recipient i'm like yo guys if this is not a <laughs> like the courage of an entrepreneur, I don't know what is. So no, I, that's really, it. 
I, I genuinely like that. I love that ballsiness of being like, I need the money. And you know what? I'm not even going to be humble. I'm going to be the person that takes the first round. So can I yeah. get all that money? Because I've got things to do. But love, that's it. love it. I really love it. And you keep, you keep teaching about it in the Money Magic Student about one business must, must be give birth to the next and to the mm. next. And who knows where the stock value is going. Exactly. When one of her counterparts listens to this podcast and know how she used the Stockfell money, she didn't go yeah. and get herself a pair of fancy shoes or something mm -hmm. like that. It, 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 it really progresses her business. Mm -hmm. And one day she can buy those fancy shoes. Who knows? You know, I like that. I like that exactly. very much. Like oh, my God. This exactly this, you know, because, you know, mm -hmm. when her round, when it comes again, she can yeah. use that money to put down deposit for the next Airbnb. Yeah. You know? So I this is just this was just a lovely a podcast. It was such a lovely and I just love her rawness about it because yeah. her vulnerability also mm -hmm. says I've I've given birth to three businesses. All of yeah. them are contributing to my real estate business. Yeah. And I still had an emotional reaction to my expansion. Mm. And she shares about it because people yeah. think we do these big things and we are not scared. Mm. We really are scared. We yeah. get doubtful, we fear, we get um, yeah. panic attacks about how is it all going to work out, but yeah. you push through all those emotions as yeah. well. This is just the being able to hold... Because that's the thing that I'm realizing is that expansion, most people seem to think expansion is like in a good thing, like when you're feeling good all the time. But I'm realizing that expansion really is what it means. It's like I'm expanding to hold more. And holding more means I hold both the good and the bad. And the bad. So when we cannot hold the good and the bad simultaneously, it's yeah. really difficult to expand because our nervous system just can't take more. Can't take it. So then it becomes hard for us to keep moving. But she can, right? She could yeah. hold the self-doubt and take action at the same time. Absolutely. That is literally what a regulated nervous system can do. This is Absolutely. expansion. Yeah, I like so that. I love it. This has been just one of those special, it reminds me of Lisa's episode two or <laughs> episode three, right? It's yeah. just the rawness of, 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 of new, of the, these new millennials. And I, I just, I mean, yeah. I, yeah, I'm very inspired by this it's podcast. boldness. I love it. it. It's so bold <laughs> and ballsy. It's oh, amazing. It is amazing. Well, next this was. Uh, uh, let's move on to the next segment of the show. <laughs> let's do that. Now, on to the journey to magical expansion, where we ask our guests the same five questions we ask every guest. Hi, property magicians. We're on the next segment of the show, which is uh, the journey to magical expansion. As usual, I'm going to have Nisa start us off on the segment. All righty. Um, Tandega, on your journey of educating yourself, what book, what one book changed your life? It can be a property book. It can be a business book. It can be just a general book. 
Can you choose one that you want to share with our listeners, please? You know, I'm going to go with um, um, Billionaire Lessons from Donald Trump. Really? That book is good. People don't Does like Donald go? Trump, but that book is good. I was like, when I read that book, I was like, oh my God, this book is going to make me a millionaire. <laughs> Guys, don't you just love Tanjay Gagot? <laughs> like me, so like serious. That's how I felt. Like that book, I, I read like the first chapter like so many times. The second chapter like oh so many gosh. times, and I'm like, yes, it's not written by Donald Trump. It's written by his lawyer, and I'm like, guys, yeah. this book is gonna make me so rich. Yeah, no, it's not even my book. Like me and this other guy, we exchanged books he took um south african how to invest in property in south africa that's in south it. africa yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. And he gave me the donald trump book and i'm like hey, this one oh and my goodness oh, i love it i, I love, love it this. so don't so, throw the baby with the water ah, i see oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um Tandega, what keeps you inspired mm. What keeps me inspired is I just growth. I think growth inspires me. I just want to, I like growth. Everything is about growth. So for me, um, growth and just seeing things come to reality, what inspires me is just having something in my mind and then seeing it happen. That inspires me. That just keeps me going. Awesome. That is beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. So what do you wish you had known or done before embarking on your property investment journey? Are there any things that you think, hey man, I should have done this? Um, I I feel like maybe I should have, you know, I, like I, I just got lucky with the, 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 the 200,000 thing, you know, like getting a property that was undervalued. So if I was not lucky, I was just going to buy a property that was overvalued. So mm-hmm. for me, I felt like maybe um, really getting information and looking at property's value, that is very, very important, okay. especially if you are looking for investment. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I just feel like, yo, I just got so lucky. And that is the only thing, getting mm-hmm. a, buying a property that was undervalued. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you still think you need to learn in property? No, I know nothing. I feel like I know nothing. <laughs> I swear I know nothing. I just, I was even thinking to myself even yesterday, okay, I'm like, oh my God, you know what? I need to get my second property. And I feel like I need to, because I got myself here. Now I need new information to get myself to I even place because I can I, I feel like I cannot get myself to the next property. I need I don't know I think I need more information in order for me to be able to unlock mentorship perhaps hello huh? say mentorship yeah Maybe. mentorship and mm-hmm. yeah all of those how things. to scale because scaling yeah. a business is a different is is a different level of of thinking mm. as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's so good to know when, when you know you know that you don't know how to scale because that's the that's the right term for you. So, what mm. property resource do you want to share here, Tandega? What YouTube or podcast? Another young person who's listening to you. Do you want them to go and listen to or to use? 
Okay, so basically, um, I only have I I only follow like three, three podcasts. It's the one that I follow. It's yeah, mm-hmm. like property magicians. Like that is the podcast that I follow. And then mm-hmm. also, I also joined. Uh, I'm also part of Egas yeah, Properties. The roundtables I always follow. The roundtables. Mm-hmm. Yes, like that is. I don't have a lot of podcast that I listen mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. I do not. I do mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. Mm. And you can learn so much because as the as the as the information is repeated, you know that Gonzo was on our property magicians podcast. The roundtable is different. It happens on a Saturday or something like that. And as the information is repeated, it sinks in, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah. Yes, because uh, mm-hmm. mostly because I at first I did listen to to what's what's the speaker pockets but i just did not understand the things that they're saying i was yeah. like hey, is this not even happening in south africa so that's yeah. it. And I, I just did not listen to them that much because i think about oh, parking houses what what yeah mobile houses and then talking about all the things that I'm like, yeah, what's this? Yeah. i just like <laughs> I tell you, no, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, just maybe it's because I don't relate to them. I relate. No, I mean it's it's the absolute truth. I think that uh, we relate. It's all about representation, right? It's like Mm. we also. It's all about cultural context. If you didn't grow up in that culture, and you're not going to be, and mobile homes are not a big thing for us here. So it's not going to be as exciting and investment chat as if there were those opportunities here. So we get it. So what was your intention with coming on this podcast? What would you like to see happen from having been on the podcast? You know, um, I would like, okay, um, my biggest wish was is maybe someone listen to my story and then they go and buy their first property. Because, yeah, that's what I want. Oh, yeah. that's, that's awesome. awesome. That's just yeah. amazing. But if you like, wait for too long, you end up not doing it. Yeah. And would you like, but you're also a beginner property investor. Would you like mentors? Would you like um to partner up with people you can put it out on this podcast maybe oh my god yes i would like to be mentored (laughs) 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 no put it out there you never know who's listening that's thinking hey this girl's going places i've got money for the next airbnb to put down for a deposit maybe we can partner together you just never know so (laughs) i am looking for I'm, I'm looking for partnerships, for, yeah, I'm looking for, yeah, what, yeah, my God, I did not think that far. I'm, I, yeah. I'm even excited now. <laughs> yeah. But like, really, really, uh, I mean, this podcast is really about helping people start up uh, mm-hmm. as investors, but it's also about connecting people to other, to our guests, yeah. right? Because yeah. someone is definitely listening here and going like, oh, she's starting out. Maybe we can learn together. If I bring the money for Airbnb and she does, she now has this knowledge, we can learn together and figure it out and we can partner for a few deals until I feel confident. Oh my you know? So, yeah. that's, I didn't, so guys, you know me, I thought people person. don't do that. You know, yeah. I feel like, you know, sometimes 
And for me, I always thought, hey, man, those things are lies. Why would people give you their money? Why would they not just uh, go and do it themselves? So for me, you know, such things, I feel like, hey, man, I, you know, I still have that thing that thought says, hey, man, this thing is not true. Why would someone give you their millions and you go and buy a and then they get a percentage when they're getting it for free? There's, there's, a, triangle, there's a triangle of property. Somebody yeah. somewhere always has a deal. Somebody somewhere always has money. Somebody yes. somewhere always has time. Sure. And, and most of the time, it doesn't exist in the same person. It's the triad of property investing. So the one with the deal may not have money and time. The one with the time may not have money and no deal. So never, ever be afraid to ask. Okay. This is amazing. Tandega, your story is just what we need. Last question. We forgot to ask, how do people get hold of you, Tandega? Um, they can. Um, I have a Facebook page, which is Paramesherist. Joe, it's not going to look nice. <laughs> I don't know if you know what a Sherist is. What's a Sherist? <laughs> <laughs> a Sherist is people that share, like, Facebook, uh, pay, like, Facebook stories when people write this, this, these jokes and then you share them. So I'm a sheriff. Okay. So, um, but um, you can find me on my Facebook page. Um, I'm Shelly Tandegazamogutle Sibanyoni. And then they can also, yeah, they, they, there's my numbers there. They can always like WhatsApp me, call me. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Cool. What's your WhatsApp oh, number? This is awesome. My WhatsApp what number is 079. Uh -huh. 268-3609. 3609. Okay. Yes. Awesome. And guys, if you are out of South Africa, please add the country code, which is plus two seven. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Tandega, yo. We loved you. <laughs> Thank you guys for inviting me. Thanks. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you for saying yes, Tandega. And thank you, so thank much. you, Property Magicians, for tuning in. Thank you, Visa. Thank this you, This has ben. been another incredible podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Absolutely. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening, Property Magicians. My name is Vangile Makwakwa, and I am your host on the show. I help people heal their ancestral money stories so that they can fall in love with their bank accounts, become financially free and live their best lives. So if you would love to increase your income or you'd love to pay off your debts and increase your savings, contact me. You can contact me on the Wealthy Money website at wealthy-money.com. Again, wealthy-money.com. Or you can email me at vangile at wealthy-money.com. Again, vangile at wealthy-money.com. Find me on Facebook on the Wealthy Money group or on the Wealthy Money page or find me on Twitter and Instagram as Vangile Makwakwa. Now over to my co-host. Thank you for listening. I am Dr. Miranda Prop Doc, Doc Mum on all the social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm the host of Property Magicians Podcast and I'm a property mentor. I mentor newbie property investors to help them to begin and to take action 
your journey into property investment begins with me from property registration from property company registration to picking the correct strategy that suits where you are at find me on my inbox at miranda at wealthy-money.com again inbox me at miranda at wealthymoney.com if you want me to help you start your property journey